coming up. See, you establish unity with another person because you know you like the way they look, the way they talk, you like what they like to do and their interests. You got common interests and common goals and spend time together. And yeah. you start to feel a bond, right? Yeah. And, but when the Holy Spirit gets into it and becomes what establishes the bonds, not all that other stuff, it's even more powerful. Right. Because what brought you together is God the Spirit. Yeah. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Jesus never said following him would be easy. In fact, many of his teachings reveal the difficulties and struggles of this life and the effort it takes to truly live out our salvation. Join us for the series, Making Every Effort, where Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn challenge us to examine our walk with Jesus Christ and how well we are striving to be like him. Here's the second message in the series, Keeping Unity in the Spirit, part two. So in effect, if I'm not at peace, then you should be working to bring us at peace and find peace for me, because mm-hmm. we're all one body. Right, right. And so, um, and again, we are tasked with keeping this unity. Yeah. And so one thing we can do is make make it a priority and you guys know that oftentimes as i mentioned earlier it's not a priority it's not a priority you know oh you know right now i just i i don't i'm not interested in peace it's not my priority right now i just don't want to see you (laughs) okay that's all yeah Yeah, my my priority is not seeing you and so instead of my priority being peace my priority is just not seeing you and so we need to make peace a priority yeah. And so God is calling us, calling us to that. So that's one thing that we can do. Second thing we can do is demonstrate humility and gentleness toward each other. Mm-hmm. Demonstrate humility and gentleness toward each other. Okay. Ephesians 4.2 says, be, be completely humble and gentle. And notice that we're 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 going before what four three said four reason four three said make every effort, mm-hmm. but before that it says what we're looking at in four two we're gonna look at this in a, uh, for a couple points here. Mm-hmm. It says be completely humble and gentle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Somebody say, man, because I know Amen. you I know you experienced this. Amen. You experienced had. Have, have, I know you have, but think about the times that someone else was being prideful and you saw their pride Mm -hmm. and it jacked up your peace. Think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that. It's like, look at her. She thinks she's something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So now you're all agitated because you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now you're all agitated because you saw the pride in someone else. And this and this. Or what you thought was pride in somebody else. That person probably wasn't even thinking that way. Right. Or what you thought was pride in someone else. My point is, again, back to the ligament portion of this, that our peace is really connected. Mm-hmm. It's really connected because yeah. it's, the actions of someone else can disturb my peace. Mm-hmm. 
And this is one of the reasons why we need to treat each other. And I'm going to talk about a few one another's here that in order for there to be peace amongst us and in the body. Yeah. And so someone else's pride or lack of humility can disturb you to the point where you can't, you know, you know, why would he say that? Or why would she do that? Or or, you know, um, and you just can't stand their pride. And so it's important to know that when you get prideful, you might even you might not realize how your pride is affecting other people's peace. Yeah. Not only does it disturb your own, mm -hmm. it disturbs others peace as well. Right. So the text is saying when we demonstrate humility and gentleness toward each other, it creates peace amongst us. It creates peace in the atmosphere. Mm hmm that we're in and then in our relationship and our communing mm -hmm. it makes it a peaceful thing yeah and you guys seen lack of gentleness i'm sure where people the words were harsh their tone was harsh their body language was harsh and it wasn't gentle at all mm -hmm. and that's one thing i know i try to keep on my mind is to just to be gentle because God there's so many passages passages in the Bible where God calls us especially leaders especially pastors mm -hmm. to be gentle yeah to be gentle mm -hmm. and these things we, we demonstrate humility and gentleness toward each other mm -hmm. it creates peace and notice it says, be completely humble and gentle. Yeah. Not partially, but completely humble and gentle. And then number three from the same verse, but we're going to read further into it. Number three is be patient with one another. Be patient. So not only do we need to be demonstrate humility and gentleness, but patience as well. Ephesians 4.2 goes on to say, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Mm -hmm. Be patient. Mm -hmm. I like what the how the New Living Translation says, Ephesians 4, 2. Let me read that too. It says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults. Mm -hmm. Making allowance for each other's faults. We all have faults, y'all. We all jacked up. We yeah. all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. And we'll say that conveniently when we mess up. We quick to say none of us are perfect when we mess up. <laughs> right. But we're not right. always so quick to say none of us are perfect when someone else messes up. Right. And especially if their mess up affects us negatively. Mm -hmm. We're not so quick to say we we all have faults. Amen. And that's one thing that we can change about the way we operate is that when when people offend us, we we immediately acknowledge, hey, well, they're flawed like I am. And who have I offended? And perhaps I offended them. You know, we, we got to go through that process. So we got to make some allowance for that. We got to um, have some compassion toward that. Mm -hmm. And we got we got to be patient. And so. This is what we can do to create peace. And remember, we, we are motivated to, to create peace because we know Jesus wants it. Right. Yes. And it, it, it's, a, it's a way in which that we can demonstrate that Jesus Christ was sent by God. Mm -hmm. And so that ought to matter to us. Yeah. That we would work and be motivated to make every effort 
to keep the peace. Amen. Amen. To keep the peace. Number four, on what should we do to make every effort? Be loving toward one another. Mm-hmm. Be loving toward another. Now, I know we talk about this all the time. It's an old message. It's, you hear it all the time. And in some ways, it, 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 it can become cliched or jaded. But it should never be jaded because love, God is love. God is love. And so it's real simple. Be loving toward one another. The next time somebody does something to you, try to try to get to this. I know I work on trying to doing this um, and someone is not gentle or, or humble or patient. You know, just think and you know, maybe you need to, you know, you know, touch them, whisper to them, gently talk to them in humility <laughs> and say, you know, that wasn't really loving. <laughs> you know, and maybe that will be the trigger for them to say, you know, you're right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Instead of raising your voice, pointing your mm-hmm. finger, mm-hmm. and saying and doing some of the things you know we can do, why don't we just say, you know, that wasn't really loving. That doesn't make me feel love. Yeah. Or ask, are you okay? Or are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, why would you have, oh. Gently. Oh, yeah. Just humbly. Just like that was, you know, you were a little short or whatever. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good. So we got to be loving toward one another. Amen. Look what Ephesians 4, 2 goes on to say in the NIV. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. In love. In love. So you see that these demonstrating these characteristics is a function of love. Mm-hmm. It's a function of love. I share with you on several occasions that every single one of us can take our love to another level. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah, and and, and I, I like I want to say it that way because if I if if I don't want to make you feel like or make it even seem like I'm telling you that you don't love the people you love. That's not what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. love them. You love them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you love them. You love them. You love you love your brothers and sisters. You love your wife, your friends, your family, whoever. You love them. I know you love them. But I want to also tell you, you can take that love to another level. Mm-hmm. Now, God showed me this a long time ago that I could love my wife at another level. Amen. Yeah, there's there's more to it. And when you get to the other level, guess what? There's another level. Mm-hmm. And there will be another level and another level and another level. That's right. So always try to increase your love capacity. Yeah. And if we do that and we walk in that, then we will be we'll, we it will be keeping peace. Mm-hmm. Because there's some things you won't do or say if you're in the love zone. If you're in that love zone, you won't do or say those things. You just won't. Yeah. Um, and, and you'll be making allowances. Mm-hmm. You'll be being humble and you'll be being gentle yeah. in the love zone. So these things are a function of love. And look what Jesus said in John 13, 34 to 35. This is another thing that ought to motivate us. Mm-hmm. He said, a new command I, I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so must, so you must love one another. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pause right there for a moment. Okay. Jesus didn't leave 
what love means. And again, this love here is talking about agape love, unconditional love. Unconditional love, yes. Jesus didn't leave what he meant by loving one another up to subjective understanding or definition. Mm -hmm. he, he, he proceeded to tell us what he means by loving one another mm -hmm. and give us some context and, and of it. And he says, don't love one another uh, like it's been said before um, as, as you love yourself or as you, he, he says, no, love one another like I have loved you. Amen. That took the love to another level. Mm -hmm. Okay. That took the love to another level. So we should be thinking, I need to love my friends, my family, my wife, my husband, and my father, whoever. I need to love folk the yes. way that Christ loved me. Amen. And that's a level of love that we will always be striving for. Always be striving for that. So we will always have another level to take it to. Amen. Love them as Christ have loved me. Mm -hmm. And, and um, Fred Hammond said, there is no greater love. No greater love. <laughs> there is no greater love. Than the love you have for me, Lord. Right. If you understand how much God loves us, and now you're tasked with loving others the way God has loved you, you will be striving to get your love to another level. Amen. And then Jesus goes on to gives us more motivation mm -hmm. on why we should love like that. Mm -hmm. He says, verse 35, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Amen. So by the way that we love each other, everybody will know those are followers of Christ. Mm -hmm. Just think if the church, hmm. when I say the church, I'm not talking about the building. Yeah. I'm talking about the people, the people who declare that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. Yeah. If we could love each other to the extent that we are known for our love. Mm -hmm. And when they see our love, they say, oh, those are those are followers of Christ. Right. Just by seeing our love. Yeah, that's that's followers of Christ kind of love. Mm -hmm. And it ought to be a love that's different from any other kind of love. Right. Because and it, makes, and it makes them want to come join the church and be a part, be a part and get into it. that body yeah, and get into get that, that oneness, right. be a part of that mm -hmm. oneness and unity where that love abounds like that, right. Amen. that it would drive them to that. Mm -hmm. Just think if that was our reputation. Mm -hmm. And we know that that's not the way to everybody sees the church. So right. They don't see the right. church as loving each other. That's right. You know, in fact, if if you had them list the top five characteristics, well, what's your what do you see in the church? Yeah, we won't, we probably wouldn't be happy with some of them. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that the world would say 
is uh, characteristics of how we, we wouldn't be happy, but it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably true. Exactly. Backbiting, backstabbing, <laughs> talking about each Jada, other, supposed yeah. to love one another. We got a problem with each other. Gossiping. Yeah, we need to come to each other and talk about uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. But Jesus says, you love each other like I love you, and then the world will know. That you're my disciples. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I want to be known for being a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what I want to be known for. I shared with you guys before. I just thought about it when someone told me who wasn't a believer mm -hmm. said, I don't believe what you believe, Rob, but I believe that you, you believe, believe it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you believe it, you know, and so I want to be known for that. For loving of being a follower of Jesus Christ. And the way that Jesus says we can do that is that if I demonstrate love for my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Amen. So what can we do? We can make peace a pri to make every effort. We can make peace a priority. Uh, we can demonstrate humility and gentleness toward each other. We can be patient with one another. We can be loving toward one another. And number five, lastly, we can understand that all, all of these actions yeah. reinforce each other. Mm -hmm. All of these actions reinforce each other. So by me loving my fellow brothers and sisters like Jesus loved me, it causes me to be patient, to be gentle, to be humble, um, to be loving toward one another, to make peace a priority. Yeah. And when I make peace a priority, it causes me to love and it's, it just goes in a cycle. It just reinforces each other. Mm -hmm. The fact that I make peace a priority, the fact that I am humble and gentle, it, it generates more and more love. It generates more and more peace. It just gets stronger and stronger. It's like a snowball going down a mountain. It's picking up momentum and getting bigger and bigger. The more I love, the more I hum more humble, the more gentle I am, yeah. the more love, yeah. the more peace, the all of that, the more priority it becomes. Mm -hmm. It just gets bigger. It gets bigger. And you've, you've seen, those of you who've had some strong relationships with another person, mm -hmm. you've seen the the bond between you and another person grow just get bigger and bigger and stronger i'm sure you've been there at some point but where you can you can sense it and both parties could feel well something's happening between us yeah <laughs> you know something is happening we we're, our bond is getting stronger and I'm, I'm just saying that to you so that you can understand the process because we understand it in our for me in our um in our uh, uh, relationships with other people, just our general person-to-person -person relationships. Right. Just imagine how strong it can get when the Spirit is involved. Right, yeah. When the Holy Spirit is part of it, and the Holy Spirit is the one who established the unity. Mm -hmm. See, you establish unity with another person because, you know, you like the way they look and the way they talk. Mm -hmm. You like what they like to do and their interests and... You got common interests and common goals and you spend time together. You you start to feel that bond because they can dance like you can dance. Yeah. They like to move like yeah. you can move. They like to do what you like and do. You like the way they feel and touch, <laughs> you know, and yeah. you start to feel a bond, right? Yeah. And the, but when the Holy Spirit gets into it, 
and becomes what establishes the bonds, not all that other stuff, mm-hmm. it's even more powerful. Right. Because what brought you together is God the Spirit. Yes. Amen. And it can grow as we become more gentle and, mm-hmm. and all of those things. It can grow. Amen. And so that's what this is talking about. And look what Colossians 3, 12 through 14 says. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people. All right. Mm-hmm. As God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. I want to pause on that. Because I think we need to hear this. The text is telling us, and we're going to continue reading it, but the things it's going to tell us is based on that we are God's chosen people. It's not based on any other thing. Mm -hmm. It's based on God, us being God's people. It's not based on our ethnicity. Mm-hmm. It's not based on what country we live in. It's not based on what city we grew up in. Mm-hmm. It's not based on our habit, our hobbies. Mm-hmm. It's not based on where we work. It's not based on our gender. It's not based on our age. It's not based on any of those diverse things. It's based on that oneness thing. Not the sorority or the fraternity. Not the sorority or the fraternity. It's not based on your job or what sports team you like it's not based on any of those things Mm -hmm. it's based on those one things that we mentioned earlier yeah as god's people yeah it tells us to do some things look what it continues to say therefore as god's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourself with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the lord forgave you and over all these virtues Mm -hmm. said above all the ones i mentioned Mm -hmm. put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity amen amen And it says this happens because we're God's chosen people. These things are bound together in love, through love, because we're God's chosen people. Not because of our gender and ethnicity or any of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing we need to take away from this. The fact that we are God's people should be our first level of identity. Right. Right. That should be how we see ourselves. Yeah. Firstly, as God's chosen people, we should, that should be our identity. I'm God, I'm God's child. I'm God's, I'm, I'm in the family of God. That's, that's my first identity, Mm -hmm. not my gender, not my ethnicity, not where I grew up, not Mm -hmm. my country, not where I work, not how much money I make, not what social class I belong to, not what school I went to. My first level of identity ought to be that I'm in the family of God. Amen. And because of that, I'm I'm compassionate. Because of that, I'm kind. Because of that, I'm humble. Because of that, I'm gentle. Because of that, I'm patient. Because of that, I forgive. Amen. Because That's of good. that, That's good. I love. That's good. And it's bound together in perfect unity. And the Bible tells us we ought to make 
every effort. Make every effort to Amen. keep the unity in the spirit. Amen. Through the bond of peace. That means go all out. Leave it all on the floor for unity. Mm -hmm. Lay it all out there for, for peace, for unity. Amen. That's what, oh, if God's and people. seal it all up with love. And seal it all up with love. <laughs> if, 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 if God's people could just give it, give their all yes. and make every effort to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. Y'all know some of these rifts and struggles and oh, yeah. attitudes we have, they'll be gone. They would be gone. The world would be such the a world better be place. such a better place, and we would be so much happier. Yeah. We would be so much because we can commune in oneness with God, mm -hmm. and we would enjoy the peace that comes yeah. uh, from being in oneness with each other and in unity with God. Amen. 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 You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. We need to let the strong and the weak know that they're accepted. And we have to create a, create a culture that accepts. But to do this, it requires an understanding of our faith. Remember, we're talking about weak in faith. We're not just talking about weak or strong we talk about weak and strong in faith thank you for listening